Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. I want to thank you this morning. Just a, I, I, last week I talked to you about Hebrews chapter 3 that talks about Jesus being the apostle and high priest of our confession. I had never really unpacked that scripture before, but man, I'll tell you what, I enjoyed unpacking that scripture. And really, if you get a chance, I don't often say this, but I do want to say if you get a chance, go listen to the message. Um, because I really believe that there are some truths in there that we need to apply to our lives based upon who he was. In, in, a, in a nutshell, for a moment, you know, that whole word apostle means one who is sent. It means an ambassador. Now think about this. God sent Jesus as his apostle to the earth so that the men of the earth could see the God of heaven. All right, that, that you and I can see and get a revelation and a presentation of who God is in the life of Jesus as he walked as God's apostle. But yet the Bible also says he was the high priest. And when did that high priestly function take place? Mostly when he died, when Jesus himself, the high priest, took himself, the Lamb of God, put on the altar of Calvary, and his blood was shed and taken into the holy place. Because what was he doing as the high priest? He was presenting sinful man to a holy God. Aren't you glad you had somebody to stand in your place? Aren't you glad you had somebody that would take your blood in this morning that you can go into the holy place because of Jesus Christ? And, and you know, out of that, I was thinking on a message I did a number of years ago um, that I want to kind of refresh this morning. And um, it, it's entitled Uncommon. The, the name of the message is Uncommon. And let me say this to you. How many of you know this morning that God is always looking to do the uncommon in the midst of this world? All right? So, so I want you to know God is looking for uncommon people, uncommon persons, uncommon church. Uncom- He's looking for the uncommon. How do I know that? Because when I look in Scripture and throughout Scripture, he's always been doing an uncommon thing. All right? Think about this. Okay? Noah. How many of you know building an ark when it hadn't rained, was an uncommon thing, all right? Um, when you take a look at Joseph, Joseph was an uncommon man in Egypt. Moses was an uncommon man. David was certainly an uncommon choice to be king. He's not the one that you or I would have chosen. He's not the one that Samuel wanted to choose, all right? He's always been doing. Israel, as a nation, was to be an uncommon nation among the world, all right? How many know today you are to be an uncommon people in the midst of a common world? And so I want to take a look at some scriptures. The first one is Leviticus chapter 4, verse 27. How many of you just love the book of Leviticus? It really is an exciting book. You say, really? It is. But I want to tell you something. If you read Leviticus without Jesus, it's really boring. But if you read Leviticus and you tie Jesus to the book of Leviticus, all of a sudden that book becomes incredible. All right? But Leviticus chapter 4, verse 27, listen to what it says. Now, if any one of the common people, hmm, how many know God's making a a difference there? He's saying there's common and there's uncommon. All right? Now, think about this one. If any of the common people, Sins unintentionally in doing any of the things which the Lord has commanded not to be done and becomes guilty. If his sin which he's committed is made known to him, then he shall bring for his offering a goat, a female without defect for his sin which he has committed. The common people. Who were the common people? All right. Okay, if there were common people, then the question is, who were the 
common people. The uncommon people in this context would have been the priests of God. Would have been those that God chose as his priests to be mediators between himself and the people. All right, they were the priests, they were set apart, they were holy, they were uncommon. Now, let me set this up with this. How many know this morning that because of the blood of Jesus and what he did, how many know today that you and I are priests of God? All right, that's what the Bible tells us. Revelation chapter one says this, verse six. He made us to be a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be the glory in the dominion forever and ever, amen. Revelation chapter five, verse 10. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open the seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you made them to be a kingdom and priest to our God. And they will reign upon the earth. First Peter chapter two. You also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Think about these scriptures. They were chosen. They were royal. They were priests. They were holy. They were uncommon. All right? The word common means not rare. Okay? I mean, no, I'm just a common person. I didn't say I'm not weird. I just said I'm common. I'm common weird. <laughs> okay? I'm just I'm a common guy, right? It means to be without special rank or special position. It means to be of minor importance, if you will. All right, so I want you to think about this for a moment. So the Bible tells us, that there was a group of people in the Old Testament that were considered uncommon people. These were the priests of God. And what I want you to understand this morning is God has a calling upon your life to be uncommon, to be an uncommon priest of God in this hour. Listen to me this morning. You are not just saved so you can go to heaven. You are saved and you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you're covered with the blood and you've been made into a priest to serve him on the earth now. Okay, so let's understand that. Now, how does this happen? How does it happen that these priests in the Old Testament and that we become priests of God? Well, the first thing I want you to understand is this. God's grace is what makes the common become uncommon. Do you understand? In the book, it tells us what? That the priest came from the tribe of Levi. The priests originally were Aaron and his sons, and it came then from the tribe of Levi. It was by God's choosing Aaron and his sons did not choose to be priests. Aaron and his sons did not choose to be set apart. God chose them to be set apart. God chose them to be set aside. God chose them to be consecrated by his selection, not their merit. How many know God will choose you in spite of who you are? (laughs) Let me tell you something. God didn't call me because of who I was. He called me in spite of who I was. And Peter said, (laughs) I thought he was really going to give me a big raucous amen. Do you understand this morning that we were not chosen because we were affluent or wealthy? Not many of you are noble. Not many of you are wise. How many know this morning you aren't chosen because of who you are? God chose Jeremiah to be an uncommon voice. God chose Gideon to be an uncommon deliverer. All right? God chooses. He chose Abram. He chose Jacob. He chose Joseph. 
Think about what Paul said. For consider your calling, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world. Say, I'm a foolish thing. <laughs> okay, some of you aren't convinced that you're a foolish thing. Okay, let's do it this way. Say, Pastor Jim is the foolish thing. <laughs> some of you really wanted to shout that. Right? But he chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And he's chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong and the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen. The things that are not. How many know you're an are not? <laughs> Never mind. All right? So that he may nullify the things that are so that no man may boast before God. I cannot boast before God of what he chose to do in my life. Quite frankly, God called me when I was 17 years of age to the ministry. I said, no, thank you. I'll do what I want for the next seven years. And I did my own thing, and that didn't work very well. I mean, when God calls you, you're probably going to be pretty miserable till you do what he calls you to do. Just telling you. Paul said he was a bondservant of Christ. Set apart for the gospel of God. The Bible says that Paul, Paul said he was set apart from his mother's womb. Don't you love this about our God? I mean, no, he's not just a happenstance God. But he's a God with a purpose. He's a God with a plan. He's a God that calls you. He's a God that chooses you, right? And so, so understand something this morning. That God, out of his grace, wants you and I to become uncommon in this world. It's a work of grace that he's chosen to do it by. It's a work of grace on his part. How many know he could have just said, ah, to hell with them all. They're all a bunch of rotten sinners. I'm not going to send my son. But how many know if he wouldn't have sent his son, it would have divided the very character of who God is. Made uncommon by a work of grace. But then the Bible tells me that now, out of God's grace, he has chosen to bring us into this uncommon state. But something had to happen to make us uncommon. All right? And, And it takes us to our next point. That it's the blood that makes the common become uncommon. Okay, now listen to me for a minute. If you go into the Old Testament, and you go into Exodus chapter 29, that says this is what Moses would do in the consecration of the priest, who, were, who they were coming from a common people, selected by God to be uncommon, and now something had to happen. Where Moses, the Bible says Moses would, took a lamb, slaughtered it, and took some of the blood, and he put it on this lobe of Aaron's ear. Everybody grab your ear right here. Okay? Some of you might have them big old hoops. Just stick your finger in there and get like this. <laughs> okay? This, this right here. They put the blood right here on the lobe of his ear. Right? And then they would put it on the right thumb. Everybody said thumbs up. All right? And the thumb. And then they'd put the blood on the right toe. All right? You don't have to worry about your toe. Okay? I don't want a bunch of smelly feet around here. All right? So they put it on the ear, they put it on the thumb, they put it on the foot. You you see, because now it was the blood that was applied to these men who would now make them uncommon. How many know we are uncommon by the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our life? Now, why was that so? Let me take you there. Well, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to come back to this point. All right, so understand, there's something that happens. So now they're chosen by God by grace. They're now covered by the blood 
And then something happened after that. And let me take you to that. Then what would happen after that is now there would be an oil put upon them. And the oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, and the oil is the anointing of God, okay? So the next point of this is that it's the anointing of God that now makes the common become uncommon. You can never be uncommon in this world without the anointing of God. And how many know the anointing of God is uncommon? Right? So there's this process for the priest. Selected by God, chosen by God, covered by the blood, and anointed for service. It's the same thing that happens in our life. Is The Bible says you tell, take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. Right? Because it was this anointing that would set them apart. It was this anointing of God that would equip them for service. It was this anointing that would make the common become uncommon. Do you understand this morning that the Bible tells me that we are chosen by God that we're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Are you seeing the parallel this morning? What would happen? Let's go back to this blood. See, because where the blood was applied is where the anointing was applied as well. And so what would happen is now these priests who were chosen by God to be uncommon in the midst of the common, now they were to have uncommon hearing. How many know the anointed of God need to have an uncommon hearing? How many know there's a lot of voices in our world today? Come on, turn the television on. Turn CNN on. Turn Fox on. Turn Facebook on. Instagram, Twitter, ESPN. Turn it all on. All the voices are running today. Boycott this, boycott that. Hate them, hate them. Left, right. Come on, I mean, we're living in a world that's telling us all, if you're a Christian, you're this, and if you're a Christian, you're that. And if you're a Christian, you're this political party. If you're a Christian, you'll boycott this product. Come on. I mean, there's a lot of voices today. But here's what sets you apart, believer. What sets you apart is that you should be hearing from heaven. That you should be hearing with the anointing of God. You see, because listen to me, where the blood was applied and the anointing is applied, the Holy Spirit, how many know now you begin to hear differently? You begin to hear the thoughts of God, the words of God. You begin to hear from heaven, not what you hear around you on a daily basis. Do you know why some of you talk common? Because you hear common. Do you know why some of us talk common? Because we hear common. You will talk uncommon in a common world if you will hear the uncommon God that you serve. This is a cluttered, noisy world. It's a cluttered, noisy world. Come on. How many would confess with me this morning that you really like this thing? <laughs> okay. I know some of you hate them, but I know some of you are in a love affair with them, and you're just lying through your teeth to me. This thing's always going, isn't it? Come on. I know it is. I see it. I get on Facebook, too. I get on Twitter, too. I, I saw the 297 posts you did in three hours. <laughs> okay. Like, you, can't, you can't kid me. Uncommon hearing. You see, uncommon hearing 
is important for you as a priest of God, as a servant of God, because it produces uncommon speech. The anointed of God should produce an uncommon speech. Listen to me. How many know your words are to be different in the world? Your words should be different. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more times. It takes no faith to be negative. None. It takes no faith to be negative and critical. It takes no faith to be critical, pessimistic, and negative. None. But how many know when you begin to hear the promises of God, and you begin to hear the voice of God, and you begin to hear the plans of God, how many know it will change the way you speak? Our speech needs to be different. It's amazing to me when you look in Genesis chapter 11 how the world, with one common language, could have built an abomination to God. It's always amazing to me when I think about that. One common language, they could have built something that was an abomination to God. They had a foundation to build something that would grieve God. Right? How many of what would happen if the church could come together with one uncommon speech? What do you think we could build? You see, uncommon speech in the midst of common culture, a culture of negativity, a culture of pessimism, a, a culture of prejudice, a culture of religion, a culture this morning, a culture of hate. There's a culture out there that's dying for some uncommon priest to hear an uncommon word, to speak an uncommon word. That we wouldn't get caught up in the rhetoric. I mean, everything's a referendum now on everything. Lord Jesus, help us. <laughs> this uncommon hearing would produce an uncommon speech. And then, it's interesting, that I want to tell you something, that this, this, these priests of God, not only did they have uncommon speech and ears in their work, but, but literally, they look different than everybody else. How many know only one person had the high priestly robes? There was only a certain amount of priests that could wear certain garments. I mean, the common people didn't wear the garments of a priest. You're saying, what's that got to do with us? Come on, I'm going to tell you something. Because you are robed in a, a Christ's righteousness, how many know you should look different in the world? How many know you should appear different in the world? And I'm not talking, listen to me, and I don't give a rip if you wear suits and ties and dresses and, and you wear makeup, you don't wear makeup, you wear earrings, you don't wear earrings. I don't care about any of that garbage. I don't care if you have tattoos or don't have tattoos. I don't care if you wear shorts or don't wear shorts. I don't care. That's legalism at its best. I'm talking about how you carry the righteousness of Christ in the midst of a common world. You ever been somewhere? You, do you know why this guy is in our church? Let me tell you why this guy's in our church. For some reason, he took a liking to me. Okay, he just proves he's weird too. But this guy, Troy's back here going, dear God, there he goes. He's leaving the light again. Every time I leave the light, I get in trouble with Troy on the next day, okay? He says, I got 22 lights on you alone, and you keep leaving them. This guy is in our church because this guy met this woman right here, right here, over a business deal, and he, in the business deal, recognized that she had to be been a Christian, and the Spirit of God was upon her, and there was a question of that. Come on, you are to look different. You are wearing a robe of righteousness. You are wearing the identity of Christ. You are to appear different in this world. Not better than, just different. 
that it's a recognizable difference that there's something about that person that's different. What is it about that person that all of a sudden they recognize that you're uncommon? The anointed of God stood out in the midst of the common. You see, here's what I want you to know this morning. Uh, 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 and, and they were also, why were they uncommon? You know why the priests were chosen by God to be uncommon? They were uncommon for common good. Do you know why God has chosen you? Why he's called you, why he's covered you, why he's anointed you, why he speaks to you, why he wants you to speak out? Why? Because he wants you to be uncommon for the common good of those around you. Because how many know if you are uncommon, you will be good for your children. You will be good for your spouse. You will be good for your family. You will be good for your workplace. You will be good because you're uncommon for the common good. Now think about this. We look at this Old Testament parallel. We can tie it to New Testament scriptures. That God is looking for someone uncommon. One of the meanings of common was a people connected to the land, connected to the earth, people of the earth. Earth as opposed to heaven. How many know as uncommon people, our attachment, our connection is a connection to heaven? How is it that I, a common person of the earth, can be uncommon on earth? I'm uncommon on the earth because I have an uncommon connection with an uncommon God of heaven. Say that ten times fast. I can't even repeat what I just said. And these uncommon priests of Israel, watch them throughout the history of Israel. These uncommon priests were used by God. One. They were used by God to carry the Ark of the Covenant, the manifest presence of God. They were used to carry this presence of God wherever they went. They would go into the promised land where systemic evil had taken root. And these uncommon priests would take the Ark of God, cross that flooded Jordan River. They would take that Ark of God, the presence of God, around the walls of Jericho. Do you understand? They were carrying something that was mightier than themselves and carrying something that was mightier than the systemic evil they were going up. They were carrying the very manifest presence of God. Do you understand this morning that you're carrying the manifest presence of God? The Holy Spirit dwells within you? Remember when the presence came into the temple and it filled, the glory of God filled Solomon's temple? All throughout history, God has done this. From this heavenly connection, I am made uncommon. From this heavenly connection, I am made a priest of God, uncommon. I'm anointed by God for his service. From that heavenly connection, I hear a sound Different than the world. Did you ever hear something? Let's put all the politics to the side. But did you ever just hear anything on TV and the Spirit of God inside of you checked you and said, No, no, that's not God? Did you ever hear stupid people say stupid things? Other than a pastor. Well, God this, and that's God's judgment. And it's not God's judgment. Listen, okay, listen to me. 
I've told you before, the shootings and we mass murders and we say it's God's judgment on something. Stop that nonsense. Stop that nonsense. Speak from who the character of God is. From this heavenly connection, I see the promises of God for myself, for my family, for a city, for a church. Understand something this morning. This uncommon thing that happens it comes from this uncommon God. So let me leave you with these few points. God has chosen you, ladies and gentlemen, to be uncommon. He didn't choose you just to go to heaven. How many, he chose, how many, how many know that he chose all of us How many know this morning that he's willing that none should perish? That he wants all to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. How many know this morning that he has chosen you and wants you to be uncommon? He wants you, believer, to speak an he wants to speak an uncommon word to you. When is the last time you shut off all the noise and said, Speak to me, Father? Speak a word. I don't want my perspective to be defined by whoever you like, CNN, Fox, or anybody else. Pick your pick. That God wants to speak an uncommon word to you. God wants to speak an uncommon word through you. Why does he want to speak an uncommon word to you? So he can speak an uncommon word through you. Take a look at scripture, how many times God would use a person to speak a word to so that word could go forth out of them. Look at the prophets. Look at the book of Acts. How many times God would speak a word to somebody so it would be spoken through? When's the last time you became the conduit through which God's word was able to flow out of you to somebody? You're uncommon. God wants to do an uncommon work through you. How many say, yeah, that's me, baby. Sign me up. Sign me up. You see, there's a great peril exists when a common people produce a common God. How many know today in our society and in many of our religious circles, We, a common people, have made our God a common God. He is not a common God. One of my favorite lines in all the movies I ever watch. The line the witch in a wardrobe. When Tumnus says, after all, he's not a tame lion. (laughs) I love that line. Okay, bear with me. He's saying, what's he talking about? Watch the movie. Come on, listen to me this morning. How do we make him common? How many know he's not common? How many know we treat him common sometimes? He's uncommon. There's a great peril exists when we make a common people produce a common God. An uncommon God did an uncommon thing to produce an uncommon people to reveal an uncommon God. 
an uncommon God did an uncommon thing to produce an uncommon people to reveal an uncommon God. That's who you are. That's who I am. Think about this. This God of heaven loves humanity so much. He loves humanity. That's you. Everybody say, I'm a human. Some of you aren't sure. You could be an alien. If you're an alien, please take off your Edgar suit. Okay. Say another, another movie reference. <laughs> okay. Men in Black, in case you're wondering. Why are there some movies that every time they're on, I get sucked into? Like, I've seen Men in Black 297 times. If it's on tonight, it'll be 298. The God of heaven loves you, loves humanity so much. He said, I'm going to do an uncommon thing. I'm going to give my son as the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. So that by my blood, by my blood, I can make them holy. By my blood, I can set them apart. By his blood, I can bring them in. And, and I'm going to take this, do this uncommon thing, and I'm going to produce this uncommon people known as my people, my children, the kingdom of God, so that these uncommon people in the midst of a common world will reveal me to the world. I got a question for you this morning. How you doing revealing the uncommon God? How you doing? Let me just nose in a little bit. How's that bitterness taking care of that? How is your unforgiveness of that person doing that? How is your grudge doing that? How is your malice doing that? You see, when you read the scriptures and tell us to flee from these things, I think there's an importance of fleeing from these things so that we're acceptable to God. But could there be a higher reason from fleeing these things? So that the world could see the uncommon God through us who walk in uncommon forgiveness. who Us who don't walk in common bitterness. To us who doesn't walk in common hatred. To us who aren't bitter. To us who have joy. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Saying, yeah, but I don't like it. Okay. He's looking for a people through whom he can reveal himself through. If the book of Acts shows us anything, it shows us an uncommon God working through an uncommon people. Come on, read the book of Acts. Read the book of Acts and let it entice you. Read the book of Acts and let it whet your appetite to what you could be. God wants to do, come on, Troy. I told you I'd be relatively quick. I know some of you are thinking, Oh, good, I can make it home in time to watch the Steelers. Really? They tied the Browns. Who cares? (laughs) 
All of Pennsylvania was in mourning, Frank, and Cleveland was rejoicing. They didn't lose. <laughs> and some of you are like, ah, I, I'll never watch the NFL again. <laughs> okay, relax. I'm going to go and watch football and enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They want to be knuckleheads and boycott this and boycott that, and they want to go ahead and do that. I'm just watching football. I'm not turning on football for politics. I'm not turning on football. I don't care. I just want to see that pigskin kicked around and people hit each other. <laughs> and the evil empire probably play today in New England. Let's all root against them. Listen to me. Let me close. God is calling. If, you know, we, we, we can, all of history has needed uncommon people. But I want to say to you that in our land today, in our land today, in our culture today, in the temperature of our country, we desperately need to be an uncommon people. We desperately need it. We need to understand that he's chosen us. We got no pride to take in anything because it wasn't us. He, he chose us. And then by the blood of the lamb, by his blood, he has changed me. By his blood, I become uncommon. And where the blood was applied, the anointing is applied. The Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit connects me to have uncommon hearing an uncommon work, that's why the thumb. And an uncommon walk, which is why the right foot. You see, that ear, that thumb, and that foot were all covered in the blood and anointed by God for uncommon hearing, uncommon work, uncommon walk. And I promise you that if you will allow him and you will be uncommon, there will be those around you who will get a glimpse of this incredible, awesome, uncommon God. One of the great, I, have to tell, I told you this earlier in the service. One of the tricks of the devil is to define the character of God for you. He's been trying to define the character of God since the beginning of creation. Thankfully, Jesus came that gives us the definition of God's character. But let me close with this. That's the third one. There's four. Let me close with this. Jesus isn't walking this earth right now in physical form. But you are. But you are. But you and I are walking this earth. And now the character of the Father has got to be seen through an uncommon people who are filled with that same Holy Spirit that filled Jesus Christ. How many want to be uncommon? Come on, stand to your feet. Father, I pray this morning that we would come into a place where we would understand that you're calling us, calling us out of the common to the uncommon. So let us put away the common things of our life. It's easy to hate. It's easy to be critical. It's easy to be negative. It's common to be prejudiced. 
It's common to be racist. It's common to be bitter. It's common to do all this stuff. But when we become uncommon people by the blood of Jesus and the uncommon Holy Spirit dwells within us, we begin to be uncommon in the midst of a common world. And Father, I pray most of all that it would not cause people to see us, but it would cause people to see you for who you are and how good you are and how awesome you are and how uncommon you are. Use this word today in our hearts. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.